Hey, what's up, family? It's time for Breaking Bread with your host and moderator, Dr. Weech. Gather the family around and get out those Bibles as we begin the study. It's time for Breaking Bread. All right, good evening, good evening, everyone. It's time for Breaking Bread. <clears throat> and this week I have my guests, uh, Dr. Gene, and unfortunately, Dr. Bird is not with us today. But, Dr. Gene, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're glad to be with you uh, this evening to share something from the Word of God. Uh, so, we're going to have some fun. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so. Um, what we're going to do, we're just going to go into prayer, and then we're going to go right into our topic. So, <clears throat> Father in heaven, thank you for this time to discuss this word. We just ask that you open our hearts and our minds to the doors of understanding, and we yield to the power of your word and your spirit, uh, that your will be magnified, and people will come to a better understanding of what the topic is today. We thank you, and we bless you in your precious son's name. We pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so, Dr. Gene, um... I was talking about this topic. We just were just coming off of the holidays and uh, last year, the closing holidays, and you know this year, some people celebrating the various holidays. And sometimes people eat and <clears throat> they're eating, and sometimes they binge out. And we want to kind of talk about the importance of eating the appropriate foods, the importance of eating the appropriate foods. And I think I want to start off with this particular scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19, it says, or Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you're not your own? I think people need to recognize that we have an immediate ministry, and that's uh, regards taking care of the body, if you will. Do you agree? Uh, perfectly. Um, can you repeat that scripture again? Yes, absolutely. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, and Paul is saying somewhat rhetorically, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? And he follows up, says, you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Um, of course, the context uh, in the scripture that you just read, uh, they were looking at um, from verse 13, meats for the belly, um, and belly for meats, okay, and God, uh, but God shall destroy both, it and them. And now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. So um, the scripture is telling us here that our bodies belong to the Lord, and that we have a responsibility to take good care of it. Absolutely. And I think when we're talking about this, I think we need to understand... <clears throat> The reason why we have, <clears throat> excuse me, an immediate ministry and a stewardship for the bodies because literally we're housing the spirit of the most high God. This body, when we're born again, believers, baptized and so forth, we become children of the most high God. And in that, if we are believers of this, it literally God, his spirit takes resident 
in us. And it's necessary that we become faithful stewards over this body. So I want to kind of talk about this. Is it important to eat appropriate foods or do we not consider that or what have you? So we're going to take a look at that. So first off, as a as a steward of the body, do we have a responsibility, brother, to kind of be watchful over our bodies and be mindful of what we're putting into our bodies? Uh, because if we drink too much or eat too much, we tend to get sick. Yes, true. And that's true with every organism. Uh, if they overtake certain things, they end up getting sick. Um, even if the thing that you eat is healthy uh, or not contaminated, yet still, if you eat too much of it, yes, especially in the wrong conditions, on top of that, then you're likely to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's natural. Mm-hmm. That's just real. We are physical beings, and we have physical limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to believe that. Mm-hmm. And that physical body we live in, um, t- sometimes, if we don't take care of it, it messes up our spirit, mm-hmm. because we're not as joyful mm-hmm. in our spirit when we are sick. Mm-hmm. True, true. So we can praise God, yes, but not with the quality mm-hmm. true. that God desire our worship. Not with that quality. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, we um, stifle the, uh, the value mm-hmm. of that worship when we do not take care of our bodies. True, true, true. I, I totally agree with that because I was not being the most best steward over the weekend and I was overcome with some slight illness, but I'm feeling much better now. So I do believe that we have a responsibility to kind of be mindful of what we eat and drink. And I like what you said. You said, number one, we can do a certain thing too much and it won't be good for us. And you also said it can affect us spiritually, which I think is important because, you know, if we're eating the wrong things, it may not have us feeling well. But let me ask you something. Do you think certain foods ha- could have this effect of allowing us not to feel good or getting us sick? Do you, do you believe that? Uh, from a scientific standpoint, uh, yes. And that, too, depends on the uh, amount that is being taken into the, into the body. Um, but from a scriptural standpoint, some things are forbidden. Yes. Like what God um, instructed the Israelites, he said to them that there were some things, some things were forbidden wait, to wait eat. A se- wait a second, wait a second, brother. Wait a second, brother. Wait a second, brother. You're saying some things are forbidden, but we have a scripture where it says all things are clean. So, you know, this is something that people may want to hear. Like, wait, I, all things are clean and all things are accessible to me. But now you're saying that certain foods are forbidden. So I want you to elaborate in that, please. And also... You said from a scientific standpoint, you should let people know your credentials and your expertise in the scientific department as well, so they'll know. Yeah. Um, I'm a naturopathic doctor, and I practice it off and on, not consistent. I also do a lot of research in in health, so I do understand how this thing works. Um, Not everything, of course. (laughs) There are times I'm listening to other doctors and I'm saying, oh, well, I didn't get that. Uh, 
Um, yeah. Even a medical doctor doesn't know everything, actually. Right. So he knows a good amount. Right. Um, yeah, we are learning. Um, the, the difficulty with talking about health is that not all of us are the same, and we don't react the same way to different uh, foods that we take. Very good point. Uh, the body reacts differently, and sometimes, too, our conditions are, are different. Um, even if you have, for example, even when you have um, identical twins, okay, identical twins, um, they have the same DNA, but they have different fingerprints. Well, why is that? Well, it's because of how they turned in the womb uh, while they were there. That creates a finger point prints, and they were not turned. They are not turned in the same way. Mm -hmm. So there's a slight variation in the way that the turns uh, are made in the womb that creates a finger print. Mm -hmm. That's why um, it's hard to find ever people with the same fingerprints because they things are different. Mm -hmm. Now the same way with our health mm -hmm. and food, we all react mm -hmm. to food differently. So we're going to have a, a different fingerprint for for health when it comes to eating. Right. Um, you may eat this, it does nothing to you, but another person to eat the same thing, it hurts that person, mm -hmm. okay? So we all have different fingerprint in our, in our of health mm -hmm. with regard to food. Um, so it's, it becomes difficult to lay down a hardcore rule. Right. Yet, God does have rules that he laid down in scripture. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, some of our brothers and, and sisters in the church, they do not see things alike. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, uh, did not, the Bible says, uh, all things, uh, we all are free and we can eat anything, whatever. Okay, well, mm -hmm. if we put everything together, we're going to see the light. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're about to do right now. Good, good, good. Yes, sir, brother. I like the way you put that because you said <clears throat> we're different and we all have a fingerprint different or different fingerprints. No one has the same fingerprint. And more importantly, you know, a diet can vary to different people and so forth. Now, the one thing I, I do know is that what we put into our bodies is important because if we look at Luke 4 and it says... Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when, the, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. So I think that what we eat is important because, again, the enemy is trying to tempt him to eat. And, and again, we see Adam going to uh, being influenced to eat in an area where he shouldn't have been eating. So I do, or I'm inclined to agree or believe that what we put into our bodies is essentially important to our health uh, and everything else in our spiritual condition as well. Uh, do you agree? Uh, yes. Um, like you just said, our spiritual condition, how the food affects our spiritual condition means that the type of freedom we have to think mm -hmm. and to be able to do different things. Right. Um, food has something to do with that because when you're sick, you're depressed or the body is depressed, even if you're not mentally depressed, mm -hmm. and uh, you, you can't, you don't do things the same way. You don't feel the same. Yeah. So there is a type of spiritual or 
psychological or mental avenue that works between uh, food and, and, and our health and our spirituality. They all work together in one way or the other. Right. It doesn't mean that if you're very healthy, you're going to be very spiritual. It right. doesn't mean that at all. Um, it, you could be very healthy uh, and be very wicked. <laughs> right, right. Yes, have and you have more momentum to be even more wicked because <laughs> you have an expanded um, way of thinking and you have a clear mind to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, same thing with the spiritual. If you're very, if you are, um, if you're very healthy, uh, the healthier you become the more expanded your mind becomes, the, 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 you're more in control than if you weren't. So you can do more spiritual things uh, if you are healthier. So, um, and, and, and you can see that because you feel better. You, mm -hmm. you feel like rejoicing. Right. You feel like praising the Lord. Right, right. So. Yeah, so perfectly said that, yes, our diet does affect our mentality one way or the other. Mm. It can make us spiritual, but it influences which, the way that we are going. Right. 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 If you're going towards the good things of God, it influences that, it gives you more power for that. Right. If you're going towards the things of the devil, it influences you in that, it gives you more power for that too. Yeah. So it just makes you more aware, it makes you uh, more capable. Uh, it it, it, um, it raises the altitude of your capability. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I certainly agree with that, and I just think I'm inclined that <clears throat> the way, uh, I don't know, some ancient Greek philosopher said, uh, food is health, as something to that effect, and we need to realize that, you know, in certain conditions, food does give off a certain kind of property, like they'll tell you to eat this particular food, increase this, like they'll say eat broccoli, broccoli uh, increases testosterone, so and certainly foods have certain... Uh, healing qualities or additive qualities that will either bring something or enhancement to the body if it's uh, neglecting or will kind of bring an added boost if it's not, uh, if, if the body's not producing that. But certainly certain types of food will help or enhance the health. And as you said, it doesn't make us more spiritual, but certainly certain foods can give an added benefit. Am I not right? Right, right? Exactly. Yeah, let your food be your medicine. Yes, yes. Uh, let your food be your medicine is the uh, ancient way that um, it was been, it was said in, under the Greek philosophy. Let your food be your medicine right, and right. let your medicine be your food. Exactly. But it's more let your food be your medicine. Right. Um, that idea uh, is true, but that means you will have to eat everything under control. <laughs> Your right. food can be your medicine because the Bible says that the, 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 the plants or the herbs are for the healing of the nations. Mm, wow, yes, yes, so, yes. So we don't have to borrow philosophy, but it's also embedded in Scripture Amen. Yes. That, that the food or the things that God has made put on the earth can be our medicine. Um, in fact, most of our drugs... Uh, definitely come from herbs right uh they just purify it and and um there's some way where they can control the amount mm -hmm. you're getting that's right. the difference right and um 
And so that, it becomes a drug too. So, yeah. However, if you're taking it as food rather than drug or a specific uh, amount, uh, then it can be your medicine. You don't have to purify it and then take it at a certain amount. If you're sick, of course, you go to the doctor, they try to, they give you a purified form at a certain amount um, and help you get better. But if you're not sick and you want to stay well, then you eat those herbs or those nice fruits or whatever that you have that's, that comes from the ground and that's purified. And I mean, when I say purified, I mean pure, organic, so to speak. Uh, that is not, you know, created in a laboratory or whatever. You, you eat real good food right. and not too much of it, and then that becomes your medicine. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, as you said, uh, with respect to the Bible being what we need. We don't need to go to ancient Greek philosophy because I saw, I, re, I mean, you read scripture and you look at the Leviticus chapter 11 and the Most High God is giving Moses a, a, a diet, if you will, or a guideline to eat. And you say, these are the foods and the animals you can eat. So certainly, I believe that if the Most High God is saying, Moses, here, here's a guideline to the kind of food you should eat, then certainly I believe the Most High God is concerned with what we're eating, especially if we become born again and house the Spirit of God. He's concerned with what we're eating as well. So even back then, the Most High God in Leviticus 11.1 1, prescribes a specific diet for the Hebrews to eat. And I think today we need to be equally cognizant of the kind of foods we're eating if the, if, if the Most High God designated time or specified time to identify certain foods that this body should take in according to his diet. Yeah, that's a good thought. And, and I like the fact that you, you, you bring that. Um, the Bible says in... Um, Third John chapter one verse two that God wishes above all things that we be prosperous and be in good health. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not quoting verbatim, so but that's about what it's saying. Yeah. We two things that God is concerned about is that we are prosperous and be in good health. Right. Yeah. And sometimes our prosperity depending upon our spirituality, yeah. whether we're really doing what God says and God is blessing us to us accordingly. And also to our health even is according to the same thing, whether we're doing what God says healthfully so that we can be prospering in health also. Right, right. The, the Bible says the man who does and work should not eat. Right. That is the strongest health principle and <laughs> most scientific health principle in, in all of the scriptures. <laughs> in fact, science has not been able to beat that yet. <laughs> and if you follow that to the T as much as you can, I can almost guarantee you, you will not be sick. I can almost. <laughs> no, no. The, the reason why I say almost is because there are some things that are hereditary. Yeah. Hereditary, so you, you tend to get that but then again not at the max that others have gotten it right. you probably were getting it very at a low low frequency right. um but if you follow that rule you will find that a lot of the sickness that you have will not be there mm -hmm. good 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 so certainly uh work don't eat <laughs> if you work little eat little <laughs> If you work a lot, just just eat just enough for the amount of work you do. Uh -huh. 
Okay. And you are being helped. Okay. So you're, you're applying that scripture. A man doesn't work, he doesn't need. You're saying that's a great uh, scientifically backfilled scripture. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> that's perfect. That is perfect. And, and it cannot be beaten for anything. Period. <laughs> and it's So that's why exercise, and I'm not going to say, you know, go and do a whole lot of exercise. That can be dangerous too. That's why exercise is good for you because if you're a sedentary person, then you need to have time to go out there and work and work that. Go to do some exercise. Go to you know, pick up a few weights in there or walk a few blocks or whatever. Whatever it needs to be so that you can have work equivalent to the amount of food you eat. Right, right, right. I think that's a good point because sometimes uh, people... Like you say, they don't, they're not as active. And it's very important that, again, we have to be faithful stewards over this body. And more importantly, why? Because do you not know that your body is a temple? And anybody with, with sense or have a fear or reverence of the Most High God and His only begotten Jesus Christ, Yeshua, will in all parts make their area clean because He's saying, Be holy, be separated. Now, <clears throat> hypothetically speaking, if someone was to say, hey, you know, Jesus Christ is coming at your doorstep, I'm, I'm certain that people will kind of clean up around their area, making it clean and tidy. Why? Because you have a reverence for the Most High God. So in saying that, I think we should have that same reverence in treating this body with the foods we eat, how we treat this body. I, I say that's, that's a ministry in and of itself, taking care of the body. It's, an, it's important. And I just think that many of us don't get that. Because we feel as though, hey, we are liberal or we're free. Well, the Spirit of the Lord, there's liberty, yeah. But at the same time, we have a, a responsibility. You know what I mean? Can we picture the Messiah being sick, hovered over, tired of, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? No, we don't want to go there at all. Right, right, right. But we're, we're sons of the Most High. We're, we're seed. So he's a perfect example because he was able to travel in these various towns. He said, let's go, disciples. Let's go to the next, off to the next town, off to the next town. And so he was in good enough help to make this journey. And why? Not just because he was the son of God, because he did, in fact, eat. He said, hey, give me some fish after he resurrected. But because he was in shape and he understood the stewardship of the body. Yeah, let, let's take this in pieces because there are so many areas that we can explore uh, while dealing with this topic. Uh, we, we're going to try to take this in pieces. Let's look at the first sin. Uh, the first sin involved in what? In eating. Eating, yes, eating. Yes, eating. Uh, it was good for food. It, it tastes good. It looks good. So it, it, was, it was an eating. And the devil convinced Eve that Hey, this tastes good. This yeah. looks good for food. Right. Oh, this is appealing. Uh, you know, you can't, you know, resist this, and so yeah. on and so forth. Right. And then Eve, you know, gave in. Yeah. And took the, uh, um, take the, took the food, and then he, she bit the food, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. And she ate it. Yeah. Now and then she go and take the Adam, thinking that Adam is gonna eat without a problem. But right. Adam, you know, was was not deceived. The Bible says so. He right. He saw that he shouldn't eat it, but right, right. he loved Eve, so right, he right. wants to go with Eve. So right, exactly, that's what right. happened. Right, exactly. But, exactly. Um, but eating was the first sin committed yeah. by human beings. Yeah. And eating is still a problem because eating uh, brings uh, uh, some sort of joy 
the serotonin level rises and uh, and all the all the um, hormones that brings joy to to people picks up in the body while you're eating. Mm. It brings that good feeling. Mm. That, um, so because of that, mm. it's an easy sin mm. to get into. Right, 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 right. So God, to restrict the Israelites from eating, was he was doing them a favor. Mm. He wasn't cursing them. Mm. Same thing with us today. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Dr. Weiss, you mentioned Leviticus 11. Yeah. Um, right. God gave them these laws uh, to take care of their bodies. Eating was not the only thing, mm. uh, we, I mean, as far as health was concerned. He gave them also laws of cleansing, cleansiness. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and yeah, right, right. Yeah, such as um, washings, different types of washings. Uh, we call it ceremonial washings, but... but in the end, there were healthful washings. Um, they had something to do with health, keeping away diseases, uh, wash, you know, let the water drain over the thing. And you know what? Uh, so as, that, right, and as a matter of fact, you... will be expelled, things of that nature. So it was important that overall, not just in the eating, but in the overall health, they, they had principles to live by. But... We hate laws so much that we don't care about the principles. We just want to eliminate everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. How much we hate what the instruction that God has given to us. And then we find occasions for that because we say that Paul didn't like the rules. So we don't see why we should like the rules. But it wasn't Paul that didn't like the rules. Paul did not want to force those rules all at the very beginning why these Christians were just fledging into the um, into the faith. Right. He didn't want to enforce these rules right away, but he did want them to keep those rules. It's just that not right away. And the Jews were, was pushing this thing as number one. And they were, Paul said, no, nah, you can't push this as number one. That's not how you get saved. Right, right, exactly. It doesn't mean that they're not important. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to look at them right. and consider them. Right, I agree. Totally agree. Right. Because what else, why did he give it to the Israelites? To punish them? Right. Because he hated them? Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So not. Yeah, absolutely. And you, what you said was a scripture that I want to get into regarding uh, the cleansiness and so forth. Because in Deuteronomy 23, uh, the Most High says, And you shall have an implement among your equipment. And when you sit down outside, you should dig with it and turn and cover your refuse. For the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and give you enemies over to you. Therefore, your camp shall be holy, that he may see no unclean thing among you and turn away from you. So essentially, what God is basically saying, flush the toilet. So there were certainly some cleansing rules there, even in this time. And what's, what I like in the scripture says, for the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp. You see what I'm saying? So even here, uh, the Most High God is saying, hey, even when you're uh, 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 dumping, cover it. Or he's saying, flush the toilet so I'm in the midst of you. You have to be holy. So Steve, even still not just, as you mentioned, the dietary laws, but overall, these cleansing laws and the sanitation, because, again, he's holy and he's saying, be separate and be holy as to how he's mandated us. Now, one of the things I want to deal with is the specificity of diet. As you said, people 
have variations for dieting. And <clears throat> like you have the vegetarian, the vegan, uh, all sorts of diets. So what diet would you, uh, Dr. Gene, recommend or as you would say, no diet is perfect as just as long as you're practicing healthy laws or thing, everything in moderation. I mean, what would be your recommendation? Because, again, we tend to binge during the holidays, eat whatever, and kind of binge a little bit. And, but what, what, is, what is your take on this topic? Um, I think that we cannot beat Scripture when the Bible says that God gave man the fruit of the trees. Mm -hmm. um, he gave man every plant bearing seed mm -hmm. that he may eat. Right. Um, and that was the first diet that was given. Mm -hmm. Right. It was given to a perfect set of, a perfect people, right. you know, Adam and Eve. Right. Um, and all those that came after them too. Right. I mean, you know, immediate after them. I'm not saying folks centuries later, too many centuries later. Um, yeah, so the first 500 years, or even a 1,000 years, the, the earth, most of the people there were vegetarians. They were not given meat to eat until the flood came. Right, right. Um, so, I would think then that that would be the ideal diet that man should have. Mm -hmm. um, a vegan or a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be the ideal, but we know that the scripture does not stipulate right. that one should have one over the other. Right, right, true. The true. Lord allow us to, to choose. Right. But the ideal would be a vegetarian or vegan diet. Right. Okay, exactly. A, that's from a scripture standpoint. It's also scientific, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that we cannot, well, in fact, <laughs> when we say scientific, we might as well look at the scripture because the scripture does uh, have a scientific way of looking at this dire thing. In the book of Daniel, chapter 1, mm -hmm. yeah, um, where uh, was running a scientific inquiry concerning uh, having a vegetarian diet versus having a a diet with meat and all that. And the conclusion was that they concluded, not only him, but uh, those that, uh, that served him, concluded that, yes, the vegetarian diet was superior. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, uh, it's better to have a vegetarian diet than not to have one. However, it doesn't mean that if you are a meat eater, you cannot have good health. True. It does not mean that. Right, right, right. It just means that there is a higher health potential if you are a, a vegetarian. That's if you are a healthy vegetarian, not just one who eats almost anything that's not meat. Mm -hmm. right, right. Or eating too much binge, as you just said. If you're not doing that, then you're likely to have a better diet. Right. All right, so <clears throat> let's talk about this. Sometimes people would revert to uh, eating as an uh, outlet. You know, people will get depressed and they'll eat or, you know, just for whatever reasons I've seen people say, it. I, I've, I've, I've met people, I've spoken to people who said, you know, they, they're, they're overweight because in years 
they had this traumatic experience where they didn't have enough food. And so they eat as a result and just overeat because they're afraid they won't have enough food ever again. And so how does one reconcile that in regards to overeating? I mean, because clearly overeating or glutton behavior isn't good. How does one reconcile that if it is possible? And clearly it's not good for that person to overeat or overeat anything specifically. And certainly it's not good for a person to binge. binge. Here's the problem. Um, that can bring an acute situation or condition in a person's um, uh, body that cause an immediate disease uh, to be generated by eating based on stress or trying to overcome stress through eating, mm -hmm. you tend to eat more of a certain thing than you should. And that's really, 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 really dangerous. Right, 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 exactly. It cannot be said less. Right. It's really dangerous. Mm. Um, it's like drinking poison. Mm. End of story. It's like drinking poison. Mm. Now, if you escape it, maybe you were healthy enough to escape that. But if you've been doing the wrong thing for a long time, and all of a sudden now you're binging um, for whatever reason, or stress, whether overjoyed, or, 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 or that some un, unfortunate circumstances are causing you to be stressful and you're trying to overcome it by, by drinking or by eating, now you've added to what you've been building up already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, you will end up in a hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's very important that we don't allow stress to control us in such of a way that we tend to want to get out of it by doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Very important. The best way to handle your stress is to eat something light right. and then go do some exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. Good, 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 or good. Find something that you can do or, or maybe, a, maybe some a music you can listen to or mm -hmm. film you can watch right. that would take away some of, some of that sadness from mm -hmm. you yeah, yeah. and bring you some relief. Yeah. It may not take everything completely away, but it brings some relief. Right. So we, we need to think, if you're going to, a, 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 if you're going to celebrate, don't make the celebration a matter of eating mm, mm, mm. by which you will find your joy. Mm, no. Mm, mm, mm. Find something else. Find right. some other value right. that you can have your mind around right, right, rather right. than having it... Um, Food. Right, right. <clears throat> and you know, to that point, even Paul tells the Corinthians, he said, listen, y'all need to just come gather around to eat because during that time, the Lord's Supper, they had a meal. He said, y'all just don't just come to eat, you know, eat something before so you don't just make the celebration about eating, but holding the reverence of the Lord's Supper, right? Exactly. Yeah. In fact, that's perfect. I like that. that that's a, a scripture we can use or people should contemplate on. Um, that when you come to celebrate... Perfect, I like that. That, yes, it's not about the food. You, it's about the celebration. It's about the value of why you come. Yes. You don't, the value is not for eating. Yeah. The value is to be overjoyed in the Lord or yeah. whatever the, the occasion may be. Right, exactly. So that's, when we come together, we come together for a particular purpose. It shouldn't be for food. Mm -hmm. Food should not be at the center of our minds mm -hmm. because that can be a danger point, yeah. a poison. Right. 
if we're going to use it as a poison. Mm-hmm. It's like a car. You have a car, you use that car to go to the places, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you can use that car as a weapon also. Right, right, true, exactly, true, 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 <laughs> true. So if we use whatever we have appropriately, then we will not find ourselves in trouble. Amen, amen. Yes. We must find a way of control. Uh, we must pray, we must ask God to help us, mm. to give us purpose for what we're doing, so that what we're doing fall under His purpose, mm. and that it won't be under something that can cause us uh, illness. Exactly. Now, I wanted to transition into this particular topic because uh, I think you've expressed this and I know the Bible expresses this, but I want to kind of hit on it because, again, uh, <clears throat> we have the liberty to eat certain things. Oh, matter of fact, we have the liberty to eat all things. But I think in eating, when we, when we exercise this liberty, then we are exercising all those things that may come with eating these particular things, right? Uh, <clears throat> for example, People will eat the pig and people will eat the oysters and so forth. But when you're eating these things, you're allowing the other things that can affect or those things that can trigger certain things on the body. Well, some people can eat and have no issues and be healthy, but some people can eat and then still have issues with the cholesterol levels and so forth. So how do we reconcile this? We are believers. We can eat or we have the liberty to eat whatever we like. But again, we have to be mindful or cognizant of even the most high, looking at the diet and prescribing certain foods, I think in the fact that we do have this liberty, we should be mindful of certain things that we eat. They're saying, okay, I can eat this, but in eating this, these are, these are the effects or the results that it can have on this particular body part or condition. How do we reconcile that where people say, I'm under the liberty, I can eat anything, but again, if we do go that route, then we are uh, uh, ultimately opening ourselves up to other things that these certain foods may have on the, on the body and the health, which could be potentially hazardous. And if we're eating appropriately, it can have benefits on the body as well. And not saying one or the other is an all in fact remedy to maintain a good health, but it certainly plays a pivotal role. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you said that at the reach uh, concerning the liberties that we have in Christ. And it, it is something that we should um, think about because that liberty in Christ we have, that liberty is liberty in Christ, mm. not mm. liberty out of Christ. <laughs> Explain that, brother. <laughs> we tend to think that the liberty we have in the world is the liberty of Christ. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's not the liberty of Christ. The one that you were born with, the one your mother gave you, the one the uh, uh, the government gave you is not the liberty of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just simply give you their liberties: mm-hmm. liberty to commit fornication, liberty <laughs> to, to marry and remarry as much as much as you want, liberty to do all kinds of things that you that the scripture says don't do. You have those liberties. You had them since you were small and now you're grown, you still have those liberties. You do as you please. Mm-hmm. You have those liberties. Right. You bring those liberties into the gospel. Right. God forbid. God now you're in a different kingdom. Right. You know, and different, go- different governments have different rules in their, in, their, um, in their country. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, sir. Good. So therefore, if you go in a different 
to a different country that has different uh, values, then there are certain things that they will tell you that you cannot do in this country. <laughs> right, exactly. But when you're in your country, you can do it. There's no problem. Right, Nothing. Exactly. Nothing is against you. So different countries will have different rules, different liberties. When you are in Christ, you have the liberty of Christ. In other words, you are to reflect Christ. Mm. That's what you have liberty to do. Mm. You are to reflect Him. You are to walk in His steps. That's what you have liberty to do. Now, the road that you have to walk on is not a broad road where you can, you know, move around wherever you please, whichever, you know, pathway you want. No. It's very narrow, which means it's very restricted. And that's what Jesus said. That's Jesus' doctrine. Yeah. It's restricted. The narrow path, the way that leads to life, is a liberty that is very restrictive. And few, because of that, few people right. will be in that liberty. Right, right, right. So, before people are trying to interpret the liberty that Paul speaks about, they have to understand that there is a restriction in that liberty. Mm-hmm. That you cannot do everything you want. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have a liberty to do what Christ asks you to do. Mm-hmm. That's the liberty you have. Mm-hmm. Right. If we look at it that way, then we'll understand. Now, let me give you a good example. Uh, let's look at Romans chapter 14. Mm-hmm. If you look at Romans chapter 14, it says, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye. Mm-hmm. But not to doubtful disputations. Mm-hmm. Verse 2 says, For one believed that he may eat all things. Mm-hmm. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Let mm-hmm. not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. Let mm-hmm. not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. Mm-hmm. For God hath received him. And then he says in verse 4, Who art thou to judge another man's servant? Mm -hmm. Now, what is that saying? God is saying that I've given you certain liberties you have. Mm -hmm. One that eats herbs only, Mm -hmm. and the other that eats meat and herbs. Mm -hmm. So the one that eats meat and herbs eats all things. Mm -hmm. And the one that eats herbs eats herbs only. Mm -hmm. So... What that means is that if you're a vegetarian, you don't judge the one who's also eating meat. And right. if you're eating meat, right, exactly. you don't judge the one who's vegetarian. Right, exactly. Now, that is a liberty that you have within the Word of God. Right. Exactly. You understand? Right. It doesn't. It's not a liberty outside of the Word of God. Right. You know, to go outside of the Word of God is to say, well, like you just said, in Leviticus 11, tell us what we should eat, what we should not eat. If you go outside of that, then you outside the liberty of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to be in the liberty that Christ has traced for you. Right. That's the liberty that we're looking at. Right, right. Now, I want to hit on a couple of things because we're out of time, and I want to look at uh, what it says in Leviticus 23, and it says, On the 15th day of the same month, the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord, seven days you must eat unleavened bread. Now, the one thing, again, we, we, we see how 
the, the, the Most High prescribes or makes us mindful of what to eat during these times. And I believe we discussed we should have these boundaries on when we are celebrating, not letting the celebration be the reason for the celebration or the food being the reason, but the celebration in and of itself. So, again, I think if the, the, the Most High is bringing a remembrance to what we eat and put in our bodies, I think we have that responsibility of that onus to also be mindful of what we're putting into our bodies. Because remember, he lives in us. Do we not know that this is a temple? We wouldn't go desecrating the temple because we have a reverence for that temple. We should be mindful by not desecrating the body and have a reverence because the spirit of God lives in us. Perfectly said, yes. Um, again, like I said before, God doesn't want us sick. Absolutely. But there are times that we do things, we go a little bit above. Uh, we're benching uh, on a certain, binging on a certain food that we shouldn't, and that we tend to eat more of it than we should, and we get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important that we have a control over everything. Because mm-hmm. when we don't, then we fall into some kind of sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every sickness, almost every, not all, but almost every, has something to do with the way we carry on with this body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say something else, too, concerning um, the Viticus 11 that you <laughs> referred uh, there is a scripture in Acts, chapter 15, verse 20. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's speaking about the Gentiles. Let's look at verse 19. It says, wherefore my sentence is, because they had the disciples, uh, the elders of the church had an issue that was going around, and they wanted to solve that problem, and they g- gathered together in a conference, in a meeting, and then they were discussing this problem about what the Gentiles just coming into the faith, what should they do, should they, should they hurry on uh, to absorb, to observe, I'm, I'm sorry, to observe all the laws of Moses, or should they refrain from the laws of Moses, things of that nature, because they were being bothered by others. Now, when they came together, the Holy Spirit spoke to one of them, I think it was uh, James, I think, um, spoke to him and says, and says that um, they should not trouble the Gentiles who are turning to God. And verse 20 says, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols. Mm-hmm and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. Mm -hmm. Because for Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. Now, he says, the reason why I'm giving you these rules is because they are found in Moses, Mm -hmm. And that we want you to observe these things. Mm-hmm. So because you're Christian, because you're Gentile, 
or you think you're Gentile, some of us, or sometimes we are, most of, most of us are anyway. Um, because this happens doesn't mean that if you come under Christ, you're not supposed to absor observe the laws. Yes, you are supposed to observe them, because he said Moses, for Moses of old time, have in every city them that preach him, and that you refrain from fornication, from idols, from things strangled, and that's the wrong way of killing animals, things strangled, and that's a law in the Old Testament. And from blood, you're not supposed to eat things with blood in it, and so on and so forth. So that's another law of the Old Testament. You, you may want to call it ritual, you may want to call it whatever you like, legalism, that's your problem. <laughs> Yeah, but God calls it the laws from the Holy Spirit being read for Moses every Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So we need to get in line with what the, the, the disciples here are saying. It's not a one person. This is the group of them that says this is the way God would have it. And the Holy Spirit, it says, is the one that gives it that way. Exactly. Now, yeah. All of these, from blood, from things strangled, all from the laws of Moses. Now, I think what we can note there is the fact that most of those affected the body, eating or drinking blood, fornicating, and, you know, abstaining from those things of idols. All of those things affect the body because if we're engaged in idolatry, it's, it's some form of vanity, if you will. So all of those things did, in fact, affect the body in and of itself. Now, I think we have a little more time, and I think... I want to speak to this because, uh, as we said, the Bible has all things that pertain to life. And if we look at uh, uh, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 27, it says, Also the tenth day of the seventh month shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Now, I want to highlight that afflict your soul simply means fasting. Now, Dr. Gene, you know, as of late, a lot of people talk about intermittent, fa intermittent fasting and even scientists and health comes up with the benefits of intermittent, fa intermittent fasting. I hope I'm saying that right. But the Bible has been telling us for a long time that we should implement or practice these fasting principles, not just for spiritual discipline, because when I fasted, I've come out of a heightened uh, awareness and I've received answers and I just feel better. But aside from that, when we practice it appropriately and uh, practically, it's healthy. So, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, you know I, I, be, I be finding it funny and odd. I'm tripping sometimes when I say these scientific things want to kind of not so much to say validate the Bible, but the Bible is just, it's been telling us how to do things for the longest. If we just submit, surrender, and have faith, as the Messiah says, repent, change the way we think, and believe in the gospel, the good news, we'll be okay. Yes, uh, perfectly said, and I love that point you bring out about fasting. Um, it's difficult to lay down a whole rule uh, in this little time that we have concerning fasting. Yeah. But all I can say, uh, to be short and to the point, is that fasting is the most powerful <laughs> of medicine yes. in existence Amen. right now. Amen, yes, yes, yes. There's yes. nothing that can beat it. Mm. But I can say if, if you have an acute sickness, mm -hmm. fasting can help you, but it may not be able to overcome that problem right. because the body doesn't work that quick. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Well, you can be sure that the fasting is helping, 
only if it's it was fast enough to get you out of the trouble. Mm-hmm. If something is not, and therefore we run to the emergency room and yeah. get emergency care, right, right. Uh, which is okay. However, if this is like a chronic problem and you've been dealing with it for a long time, fasting is a way to um, hasten the healing mm. of that problem that you may be having. Yeah, yeah. It's good for practically almost anything, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's practically good for almost anything that I, that I can think of. Yeah. Um, unless you don't have any energy and you really can't get up because you're so weak, and you you run out of your energies, then that's another problem. Then fasting will not be good for you. But if you have energy that's not being used, you're sitting there with it, then fasting is a good thing for you if you're doing it correctly because there's a whole lot of science in fasting. If you're doing it the wrong way, it may end up hurting you. If you're doing little bit by little bit, then it's good for you because it won't hurt you. But it is the most powerful medicine that exists right now that I know of. Yeah, and I think maybe we need to talk about uh, fasting. <clears throat> I mean, listen, I love to eat, or I like to eat, and I can tell you, some days I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to fast, but, you know, we're just seeing that the science validates overwhelmingly that this sporadic fasting does, in fact, help the body, it improves the body, and it actually preserves youth. I've even read a study where they say fasting or intermittent fasting preserves uh, youthfulness, and they even have this whole uh, uh, grandeur program where they say you fast and eat this type of thing a certain time of the month or whatever, and it's just unbelievable. <clears throat> and I'm saying it's amazing how these biblical principles are here, and 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 they'll take out the most important thing, which is God, the Most High, and just uh, uh, use that. But I mean, the law works either way. You know what I'm saying? We want to keep the Most High God in it to receive the blessing in it. But the, the law is there. If you fast, it's good for the body nonetheless. Right or wrong? <laughs> yes, um, it's good. I wanted to say something else along with that, Dr. Weech. Um, when you're fasting, you don't want to do it so that later on after the fast, you can make up for the times that you <laughs> Right. <laughs> right, exactly. When you do that, you undo the fast that you yeah, did, nice. and you can do even more harm. True, 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 true. Um, because now you, um, you're giving the body more than it can take. Mm, um, yeah. You're trying to make up for the for the for the fast. Right. So it's very important then that we, when you go on a fast, you get there eventually. You yeah. you, you do it in steps. Right, right, you eat right. less and less and less true. and less and less true. and less true. to the point where you feel comfortable and not eating much. Right, right, exactly. And then. When you're getting away, getting away from the fast, you do it also gradually. Right, right, exactly. If you do that, then you will get the greatest benefit. You will stress the system less, and therefore you, would, you won't have the tendency of trying to make up for the times that you did not eat. True, true, true. It will be more healthy for you. So you gradually get into it, and then you gradually leave it. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing for you. And when you leave it, try to, you know, Say, hey, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. Don't eat like you used to. Try to modify that. Try to get a better diet mm. when you get off the fast. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so <clears throat> that's our time. Per- certainly a good topic because I do believe that we as believers have a responsibility to the body, <clears throat> and that doesn't require eating the appropriate foods, the correct foods, and not uh, abusing the liberty we have in regards to eating. Um, brother, 
any last words before I have you pray us out and look forward to the next time we meet up? Uh, nothing at this point. All right, bro. If you could just pray us out and we'll tell the people good night. Yes. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment of grace yes, that yes, you've sir. given us to uh, open your word and look at the scientific uh, evidence yes, of yes. diet and health Amen. Yes. And that uh, that our bodies uh, belongs to you, yeah, Lord, yes, and that yes. we need to have the type of control <laughs> that we need to have, yes. so that we can present this body as a living sacrifice. Yeah, yes, yes. Guide those who were in the hearing, give them wisdom and understanding, yes. and give us that which we need to continue to worship you with a sound mind. Yes, yes. We pray them of Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. Lord, lift his face upon you. Be gracious to you. Lord, shine his countenance upon you. That the name of the Lord is upon you. His word says he will bless you. Shalom, friends. Good night and see you next time. God bless. Hello, family. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread on this network. Breaking Bread is supported by the contributions of individuals and entities that donate to the G2G Foundation. If you have supported this organization, we want to say thank you. And to all our sponsors, your continued support is appreciated and makes it happen. If you would like to send a donation to support this program, you can send it by cash app to dollar sign G2G Foundation. That's dollar sign letter G number two G Foundation or lowercase. Or you can mail it to 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135 North Miami Beach, Florida 33179. That's 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, number 135. NMB, Florida, 33179. Your contributions assist us and enable us to forward the vision in other countries such as India and Kenya. Please connect with us by logging on to the G2GFoundation.org. That's T-H-E-G, number two, G-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. We're community-oriented and believe in community outreach, mentorship, and investing in our youth via spiritual and educational empowerment. We'll see you next week, family, and tell someone to tune in same time here on this network. Shalom. If you're looking for your soul to be nourished and your spirit fed, tune in to Breaking Bread every Thursday at 7 p.m. on WGGFRadio.com. Join me, Dr. Weech, where we explore the most essential topic and commodity known to man, your soul. We talk all things from life, money, spiritual maturity, diet, and more importantly, having a better understanding of scripture, kingdom clarity, and a solid relationship with the Most High God through His gift of love, Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And if you're in need of prayer, we got you covered as well. It's a live show and you can call in and ask questions. Join me every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Breaking Bread on this network, WGGFRadio.com. See you then. Peace. Hello, family. Did you know you can download the WGGF Radio app through your Apple and Google Play Store? It's simple. Whether you have an Apple or Android phone, go to your app store and look for the WGGF Radio app and download it to your phone. This way you can listen to WGGF Radio 24 hours, 7 days a week. Let WGGF Radio continue to be your first choice for radio. Remember, it's good news, good music, talk radio.